Welcome to the Love Good Podcast, brought to you by our patrons, where you learn how to love what is good and become what you love. This is Jimmy Mitchell, your host. Join me each week as I sit down with artists and thought leaders to chat about music, culture, and the art of being human. We're more than a subscription company. Love Good is a movement of artists, patrons, and young people who believe in the power of beauty to change the world. And we're so pumped you're here. What's up, everybody? Thanks, as always, for being a part of Love Good. You know, when I sit down with artists, thought leaders, sometimes singer-songwriters that I am meeting as they are walking in the door, it always feels like coffee, you know, at your your local favorite coffee shop. And honestly, it's like you're there with us every time. I'm trying to always really engage in these conversations in, in such a way that it just kind of feels human, you know, and and we're, we're digging into what really matters most. And today I have the privilege of sitting down with John Tibbs. He's someone that's collaborated with everybody from Matt Marr to Dave Barnes. He's been on the road 700 nights doing live music the last four years alone. He's not slowing down. And today we get to celebrate the release of a brand new album called Wilder Years. So go ahead and even now hop on Spotify, Apple Music, start looking up John Tibbs. That's T-I-B-B-S. He's just the real deal. And I don't know how we always find these artists who are just ridiculously talented, so deeply authentic, and so willing to be vulnerable and dig into the stuff that really, really does matter. Before I forget to mention it, though, and before John comes in, I just want to let you know that this weekend we have a live stream, an exclusive patron live stream with Michelle Mandico. Now, many of you know Michelle. She's been in the podcast a couple of times. She's been featured in our packages to patrons multiple times. She's a very dear friend. We just had coffee. must have been two weeks ago. It was actually lunch at a really cool coffee shop downtown Nashville. So I'm so excited because we get to, to do the very intimate, up-close, and personal house concert experience with Michelle. Again, live streamed exclusively for our patrons. So if you're listening and, and somehow you're not yet a patron, today's the day. I mean, it's always the right day, but today is the day to go to joinlovegood.com. You'll get that email with all of the digital content, all of the exclusive password protected content, including the live stream with Michelle this Saturday. That's March 14th at 8.30 p.m. Central. We're so excited about that. So without further ado, I'll be back in just a few moments with John Tibbs. What am I supposed to say to the shadows I can't hide? Well, John Tibbs, welcome to the Love Good Podcast. Thank you. Dude, it's great to meet you in person. Yeah, I mean, we've you. been in touch, but really just through your management team. 
we got some really fun mutual friends that I would I would love to bring up and just hear stories about because I'm sure you've co-written some songs with these folks and also worked alongside them at different points, maybe even on the road. But I actually am going to reach into my pocket here for a second okay. and pull out some getting to know you questions. <laughs> okay. And I think this is really helpful because sometimes you just want to feel like you have a sense of who somebody is, what makes them tick. I'm going to begin with a question that I ended with a few episodes ago. Okay. What is the most awkward thing that happens to you on a regular basis? On a regular? Is there something that falls into that category? Oh, man. Just like as an artist or just as a human being? Human being. being. It could be as an I artist because that just means there's probably more of an audience as it's happening. Mm, should be fun. Like I would say like after a concert, when people come back to the table, you know, it is a very <laughs> common thing sometimes. They're like oh, you've had that song that has just impacted me so much. Oh, no. And it's changed my life. And, and it's not true. And it's, yeah. Oh, <laughs> no. I, I mean, I have I have experienced it a lot. I've also seen it happen to a bunch of other people. It's a pretty common thing. Dang. And it's always so like, I am so glad you had this experience. But like, it's like this awkwardness of like, I'm not yeah. trying to, because like this person's like sometimes in tears and very deeply touched <laughs> and impacted. And it's like, I'm not trying to like steal anything from them. I'm also not trying to be dishonest. And you, you know, so it's like you're dancing around Yeah, that that's like a definitely like a definite uh, thing that pops up. But on the flip side of that, what, what is the song you've been most honored to have been associated with that perhaps you hadn't written, but that person oh, thought that's you had? That's a good had. question. That's a good question. I mean, I've heard a bunch of different songs. So yeah. it, it isn't as if there's like a certain song out there that I'm guilty of. Yeah, but. that's the worst. Okay, next question is is sort of just trying to get a little taste of your your commentary on culture and, and perhaps where we are as a society right now. But what is the most worthless trend you think right now in our culture? Worthless, worthless. trend. Oh, I get in arguments about this at home all the time, but I would say TikTok. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, let's hear about um, it. Let's hear it. I just, like, I get the argument that it's, like, supposedly the only happy place on the internet still. <laughs> but I just haven't, and it could be that I'm just getting, like, old and you don't look crusty. Old. But, like, it's yeah. just, like, the idea of overdubbing videos to someone else's audio to just, like, entertain Yeah. For, 30 seconds as people like skirt oh by the phone like I'm sounding super yeah, jaded right now know, but it's just like it has become that thing where I feel like tons of time and energy which you know I get it it's like Facebook Instagram it's like it all takes up so much and just like I guess digital social media outlets in general yeah there's like it like it, I think it can be such a good thing but it can also not but oh, yeah. it, in particular tiktok besides it being something that like is like oh that's comical it's like i haven't really seen too much good out of it so. yeah i mean it can just be one big waste of time even if it is comical yeah it's also really addictive you know okay. like i think once you start you can't stop it's a okay. little bit like pringles you know did i like talk about tiktok and and like that's something that you're like super into um, and you're, can i just go and have a confession yes. in front of uh, all of our listeners yeah I've never been on TikTok okay, for an okay, iota cool. of a minute. I was like, like after that came out, I, you know, but this like is, that could be something that you're super into. Yeah, I had no idea. No, and I'm not easily offended. So you <laughs> okay, could have said great. a lot of things. Great. And I've been like, yeah, nah. I just do find this conversation a really fascinating one. And I think it's one that many of our listeners are constantly navigating. What does it look like to be 
in a really healthy relationship with social media, with technology in general. But I'm known for hijacking a lot of conversations and moving them in that direction. So I'm going to withhold from keeping that topic. What I like to do is ask the final question, which hopefully will come with a story. Okay. The worst food you've ever eaten. Like I can think of a few things I've, I've thrown up on impact. Is yeah. anything in that category for you? I mean, I've eaten a couple of things that have caused me to be extremely ill. Uh-huh. It was birthday number, oh, I think 25. <laughs> so I was turning 25. We were on vacation. Yeah. We were in Asheville, beautiful area, right? And we had an Airbnb that had a hot tub and all stuff. And we got into town early that day, unpacked everything in the Airbnb. We got into town and we... I had like a burger or something yeah. and we went back and I was going to get into the hot tub and I was like, Oh, I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> and I was <laughs> sick for about seven hours on my birthday. Oh, that's the worst. Um, yeah, that that's definitely the, I mean, I'm guessing well, you have a story. Uh, I, I, no, a, a very brief account of, of turtle eggs in Honduras at their national soccer. Like actual turtle game. eggs. It's like a delicacy there. Oh. And it's mixed or spiked with something. And I probably had had one alcoholic drink in my life at the age of 20. Uh-huh. And I'm a missionary down there and I get this oh, invitation cool. to go to a big old national soccer championship. I mean, who turns that down? But I can tell you the Hondurans all around me were having the time of their life <laughs> as they saw me puke out <laughs> these turtle eggs all over the bleachers. It was really bad, really bad. Okay, cool. And there's a lot that we just don't know about each other, but I'm here mostly to learn about you and to pull back the veil a little bit on the man behind the art, the man behind the music, John Tibbs. Where are you from? You're a Midwest boy, aren't you? Yes, I am. And you're passionate about the Midwest. Oh, yeah, totally. So I'm a pastor's kid. So I was born in Kentucky, which I'm a diehard Kentucky basketball fan, nice. which don't hold it against me. Yeah, you said, worse things. I'm a Vanderbilt guy. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is that game last night. Yeah. Did I you didn't, see it? No. Okay. I've given up hope. Well, don't. Okay. Don't. Obviously, like I said, I'm very passionate about <laughs> Midwest, especially Kentucky basketball. You know, the Vanderbilt basketball team, they've really been having our time. I think they haven't had a W in like a couple of years now. Yeah, and the inside SEC. the SEC. Super embarrassing. So they came to Kentucky about two weeks ago and they gave us a pretty hard time yeah. early on. But then they beat LSU, who was the top dog Which in the big SEC. Deal. Big deal. Went to overtime against the Gators. And then Kentucky came here last night, which I totally expected to be hard. And y'all were up by, I think, 15 in the first half. What? So, so we got this new coach. I, whatever he's bringing to the table is finally great. falling into effect. I he mean, this used is exciting. to play for UNC or Duke, I believe. We've also got Scotty Pippen Jr. on our team. I know. He's I awesome. Mean, come on. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Super awesome. But uh, So basketball guy, Kentucky yeah, so upbringing. Pastor's kid. Yeah. Kentucky. And then we moved to a little town in Pennsylvania outside Pittsburgh. Nice. Pennsylvania, especially like WPA, it's kind of its own universe. I like to tease that like the Pittsburgh, like, I don't know. Any team, hockey, NFL, baseball, that like they took home a championship in the 80s and it's like time just like stood still. Wow. Like, 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 yeah, like um, it was a wonderful town to be a kid in, but it's just kind of is its own culture and universe. And Pennsylvania isn't, isn't like technically part of like part of New England, Western Pennsylvania, like what 
like is so different than Eastern Pennsylvania. Because West kind of feels like the Midwest and the East feel more so. like New England, right? Yeah, but yeah. like if you go to like Iowa or Indiana, they don't really connect to the idea of Pennsylvania too much. No. So it's kind of its own world. Yeah. Yeah, so then I went to college in Indiana mm-hmm. and so that kind of anchored that whole piece. Oh, so. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Midwest Magic was the first song I ever heard of yours. Oh, nice. Loved it. You've obviously got quite a few projects under your belt <clears throat> and one on the way. You know, when it came to Heartland in 2017... Dead Man Walking before that in yep. 2016. There's now been a little bit more of a break, mm-hmm. at least between the the second and, and soon to be third album or yeah. EP coming out. There's also been quite a few EPs, and I'm imagining quite extensive touring. 700, what did I see here? 700 dates all over the U.S. in the last four years. Yeah. So, so you are not sitting still. No, no. Yeah. Tell me about Life on the Road, who you've been with, what kind of memories stand out to you at this point? Man, I I would say from January to January, I probably tour 180 to 200 dates. I'm gone a ton. Like, I think there are a ton of artists who hear that and they're like, I couldn't do it. Like, I enjoy the whole experience. I enjoy, you know, spending like a lot of hours in airports and on the interstate and you know turn on some tunes and especially just enjoy the experience of i mean every evening has its own character you know overall i tend to do about you know 10 to 15 particular tunes but it's like every evening they connect differently the audience engages differently i hear you know different people's personal interactions either you know it's the first time that they've ever heard of, you know, who, who I am or it's, you know, they've been t- tuning in for, you know, time and time again. So yeah, that is definitely the best part I think about touring. And that is the whole purpose that I just keep doing it because mm. I'm gone a lot. And if <clears throat> I didn't enjoy it, I would have to do something else. You'd burn out. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. But yeah. And you're married? Yes. That's cool. Happily. Yeah. yeah. Our anniversary is coming up. We're coming up on a decade, which is crazy. That's amazing. Um, and, you know, I get asked about that all the time. And it's like, honestly, it's not really been that hard on us. And I think there's a handful of things like that kind of goes into it. Like, this is all I do. So if, if I'm gone, I'm gone. But if if I'm home, I'm home. And yeah. so M, like, like, I take her to school. She teaches all day. I pick her up. And so we have our evenings. That's like just us. And I, like... I think that our connection has like increased as I've toured. And That's I think so it's just because cool. of like being intentional. Yeah. I think, I, I think it's been a huge piece of it. So. That's a huge word for, word for us, intentional. You know, I think yeah. most of us do kind of drift through life as passive, you know, onlookers, passive consumers, but intentional implies, well, I've kind of thought about what I want life to look like and how I want to live. Mm -hmm. And obviously the faith in particular allows for an intentionality that leads to joy and fulfillment unlike anything else. And I'm just bringing that up because I can tell you've you've been on the road, collaborated and probably co-written with a lot of really faithful artists, Mm -hmm. some of whom are steeped in the Christian music industry, others who are deeply Christian, but doing, you know, seemingly more, more secular music. I'm curious who have you enjoyed collaborating with through the years? You know, I'm seeing obviously my buddy, Matt Marr, one of our most listened yeah. to episodes Matt's ever been, about a year ago. You know, Dave Barnes, Paul Mayberry, some of the some of the best in yeah. the city right now. Yeah, man. I mean, they're all obviously awesome. I would say Matt in particular, 
has just been like I came to town, was totally kind of on the outside of everything, and he's just been just a steady person to always be able to call up and talk to. You know, if there's something I'm up against, you know, mm-hmm. that I haven't experienced or you know, I've got you know issues or concerns with, and because he's been doing it, you know, decades, I think at this point. Yeah, and I've toured a bunch with him, and he's always just been extremely kind. I would say everyone overall touring is cool, but he has always been extremely good at like helping build other people up. Yeah. And, um, yeah. He knows that a champion, you know, that next generation coming through. He's always had that gift. Yeah. You were talking about like, you know, how I use that term intentional and that has been, that's just kind of like a big piece of hmm. who I am. And I get teased about it. You, you know, I'm going to tell you this. And it's, so the very first time I ever actually talked to Emily, it was like on college campus, right? I was like maybe 18, 19. And I'm like a total geek here. And <laughs> I, she's so cool. And I was trying to like be Mr. <laughs> cool. And so I guess that came out and I asked her, so tell me the place where you picture who you are going to be in like 10 years. Like nobody else starts a cool conversation that way, but I do. And, and uh, just just that whole idea of intentionality yeah. is something that I've always been borderline obsessed with. And it's like, you can't like, you know, dictate how everything's going to go. But, but like, I think that underlying energy, I guess, of like every day is an opportunity and you only get, you know, X um, mm-hmm. um, out of time and energy and assets. And it's like the places where you put those things. Really are, matter. Yeah. Because yeah. it's all you get. And yeah. um, that actually ties in deeply to to this upcoming EP. And we just had a single off the CP that came out in January. That's all about that. We'll be back in just a moment with John Tibbs. All right, y'all. I know you have been as excited as anybody about this incredible 2020 contest that is unfolding. We've got people all over the United States right now competing for free trips to Nashville, free vinyl record players. And actually, the thing I really want to highlight right now is the free private house concert with me. Now, okay, yeah, this sounds a bit like a shameless plug here, but there's very few things that I enjoy more than sharing stories, hearing stories, and sharing music and really enjoying music in a really intimate way. And so, you know, I'm not usually the guy behind the instrument at a Love Good event, right? A lot of the times we're coming alongside our singer-songwriters. These are house shows. These are sometimes bigger amphitheater shows that we'll play in neighborhoods. But this is an opportunity for anybody who rounds up 10 new patrons over the course of this month-long contest. I'm coming to your living room. I mean, I am sitting down at your family piano to share as many of my original piano compositions as I have memorized, which is, you know, sometimes as many as 10, 11, 12 or from having a hard day, it can drop down to like seven. <laughs> but I'll prepare, and I will prepare well because I I love getting to share these songs and just getting to have these encounters with you and your family and your closest friends 
out on the road. So if you're hearing about the contest for the first time right now, go to lovegoodcontest.com and get signed up. And for those of you who are out there, our patrons who are already well on their way to a free house concert, I cannot wait to be with you. And we are cheering you on every step of the way. So again, check it out at lovegoodcontest.com. It was like December 2018. I was on tour and had a concert and got up the next day. I think it was in Kansas and I was in a hotel and like I can still picture it like I couldn't get up. Like I like just had pain like instantly and I was able to get home and all that stuff. But I tried to act as if the pain really hadn't been there and just kind of push it off mm-hmm. and didn't really turn out and got to a place where I was like hunched over all the time. Like like I couldn't do this like just being in this position wouldn't work being in bed on the couch is pain all the time and I went to the doctor and I had a DNA issue that just kind of had always been there but I didn't have any idea about and it was just like it just kind of instantly kind of like turned on I guess and so our spine has a general area back there that keeps it intact obviously but like I have, I have an area there that was like super tight yeah. and I have this genetic disease that causes it to just tighten and tighten, and tighten. So it's pushing all those discs out. Ooh. And so basically they, the only option I had was to go and do a, like a back operation. Dang. I was like healthy, active, tour all the time, spent a lot of time on the interstate and airplanes and got to a place where it was like the pain was just unbearable. And the only operation or the only option I had had been this back operation and was so terrified. And just in that season, I think the whole idea of like, man, like this is the only chance I get at this particular like hour, Mm -hmm. you know, just really kind of came home. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm so happy to say that the operation turned out awesome. It's insane. All the things that, modern medicine can do today and yeah. I'm really excited. I hope I'm going to hit H200 like you know <laughs> at the basic of it. but like you know it was it was an hour and a half they took out like two pieces and they chiseled out the area they took out some discs that that, that were sticking out. They did all that in under an hour and a half came out of the operation pain was instantly gone. That's insane. I was home an hour afterwards have never had any problems again. I'm back to wow. exercise and lifting all, all of that stuff again no problem. But yeah just like that that whole time period, I think really like that whole, you know, encasement of, of like today's the only chance I get, you know, I've always been so appreciative of the opportunities I get to tour and stuff, but coming up against like a thing that could change that, you know, and just kind of really engaged yeah, that passion to me, I guess. And the single release back in January was called One Good Try. Yes, yeah. And that is an anthem, I'm yeah. assuming, for all of us yeah. to recognize that every moment, every day is totally, utterly precious and unrepeatable. Yep. We'll never get it again. Yep. And I don't know at what point we learn to live that way. And I don't think there's anything that holds us back from living that way now, like every single moment of the day choosing it. But it does seem to be something that most people wait until a later season of life to figure out. Mm. Or maybe they just haven't even been exposed to one person who says, today's all you got. Mm. It's all you got guaranteed. Actually, you don't even have tonight no. <laughs> guaranteed. Yep. You know. And I was just 
recently doing a summer camp. I mean, this is going to sound a little more exotic than it is in my mind anymore. In New Zealand back in January. Nice, so we're man. talking about different part of the world. But I've done a lot of amazing summer camps through the years. I love watching young people fall in love with God. Nothing brings me more joy. Yep. But it was, you know, feeling a bit routine. Mm. And it was my fourth trip to New Zealand in less than three years. Wow. Taking it for granted, not waking up with the joyful, grateful heart that I knew God was inviting me into. And so I just decided about two or three days into the training before the the, the teens started showing up, I was going to go ahead and host camp and give talks every night like it was my last. Mm. You know? And I don't know how often you step onto a stage yeah, or I, record an album with that mindset. Yeah, I try to every night. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know what holds any of the rest of us back from living every moment of our day like that. But it's super inspiring. And that reminder is so needed in these times that are fairly passive, not intentional, you know? Yeah. Tell us a little bit about Runaway. I was listening to it as we were walking in the door, so I had to hit pause so I didn't totally show my cards. Um, but I've heard it a few times. Someone who works alongside me described it as super beautiful, gripping, and uplifting, and she really wants to know the story behind it. Mm. But it just released, at least at the timing of this recording. It was, I think, on Friday. Yeah. This single came out. Yeah, it's only, it's been out for a couple of days now. Yeah, tell us more about it. Yeah, so I was on tour out in California Man, when was this? Was this was like spring summer of 2018, and I think I had come to a point that I was giving too much heed and attention to outside voices and yeah. opinions, and there's a lot of them out there. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when you're exposing yourself as an artist. Yeah. Every day on social media, those voices are just trolling you. Yeah, you know? yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, totally. But like, just just as like a person yeah. that's like trying to like, you know, understand like all the ins and outs of this earth and the, mm. and you know, just this era in the U.S., there are a lot of, you know, differing opinions and ideals and yeah. everything has to be super intense and personal yeah. and all of that <laughs> stuff. And and so I was like kind of at the end of an era, I would say that I was like opening myself up to all of that all mm. the time and just completely exhausted and trying to identify like who I am in all of this. Mm. and. We had a couple days off in the desert out there, and and we and I and I had a pickup truck. I picked it up at the airport and didn't have any agenda, but just to take time off. But there was this art exhibit that Emin heard of that she really was like, "We have to go check this out." And I was like, "Okay, sure." And we drove hours to get there, wow. and there was nothing out there. And we ended up at this place that's called. Salvation Mountain. Mm -hmm. Have you been there or never heard of, heard of it? it? It's called Salvation Mountain. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And it's like this art exhibit. Yeah. That's gigantic. And it it's basically you are in you're out in the desert. Mm. There's I mean, like I said, hours to get there and hours to get any place else. And there's like like as you're pulling up to it, there are like old like beds of pickup trucks or old RVs that are like half 
ended and it's like a camp out there. Wow. But there's no utilities and stuff, but it's just like people who have kept there. And like Dang. they basically keep up this art exhibit. Wow. And instantly there were like probably 200 people there. And I pull up and it's this beautiful articulation of that like Jesus cares about you. Mm. Mm. <laughs> and I'm walking up to this place and I, you know, I've got all these other things I've been processing. Right. But in the busyness of just, you know, touring and being a husband and all of those things did not carve out any time to just process those things. And so I'm in the car, in a pickup truck, we're blasting, you know, old Tom Petty Eagles, that stuff. And we just drive out. And I don't know, it was such a spiritual experience. Yeah, man. Um, to anyone who's hearing this, it, like, and you haven't been there, just pull up pictures. Yeah. It is gigantic and it's beautiful. And there were so many different people there. Mm. And I just thought it was a beautiful timing of like, all of us are welcome at the table. Yeah. And I've, just thought his whole effort was beautiful. Like mm. he moved out there, total hippie guy, <laughs> built this thing by himself and then died shortly after. Yeah. But it was like his, his like gift just continues to give and mm. give on. And so, yeah. So I came home and this tune came out and it's just a storytelling of a parable, honestly. Yeah. Of just the idea that all of us can wander, but we always have a home. Mm. Mm. And each chorus is a very simple, you know, statement of I am a or unaway. But the definition of that each time is different. And it's like, I think all of us, we can label ourselves differently. Mm -hmm. And at the end of all of that, I think it's almost empty. Yeah. Because it's like our definition as people who are created of and cared for deeply of Christ, like that isn't ever going to change. Yeah. And so, yeah, so it, it was just the culmination of a beautiful experience I had. And yeah, yeah. So, so I was just cool. that song. It's from a completely different angle, but the same truth being spoken. A few weeks ago, we had Tyson Matzenbacher on yeah. the podcast, and he was talking specifically about this need that we always have to return yet again to mercy, to, mm-hmm. to never tire of coming back to the Father's love again and again and again. And you're right. We can run away and we can wander as far and wide as we want to, and yet there is always a home that is calling out and actually going to be the deepest fulfillment of our heart's desires anyways. So that's really cool that there's a place in in the world, and of course it would be America, uh, <laughs> called Salvation Mountain, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that it would be a gathering place of pilgrims, you know, yeah. in pursuit. Yeah, it was gorgeous. Yeah, really, really cool. Anything else you want to tell us about this brand new EP, Wilder Years? I know there's probably not just one good try and run away, but another probably four tunes on it. Is it a six song EP? Is that uh, right? There are five songs. Nice, perfect. This. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, each tune has its own history and story and experience that culminated it. But that's, I think, the super cool part about this whole thing is like after you put it out, it's like 
everything that had gone into create it, mm. like I had ownership of, I guess. And then when and you put it out, it gets to have its own yeah. thing. And so takes yeah, on no. its own life. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. The only thing I would say to people is just go check it out just to experience it. And man, I hope that that there's like a piece of it in there that encourages. Absolutely. I want to just embarrass you here for a second. Uh, <laughs> one of my uh, favorite of all of the little reviews that we read goes like this. It's from New Release Today. With the Heartland EP, John Tibbs combines thought-provoking lyrics with his rock root style. His captivating sonic line, landscape will keep listeners entertained song after song, indicating good things to come from Tibbs in the future. Well, of course, good things have come a few years later in the form of Wilder Years. And we hear from Jesus Freak Hideout that we've got everything from honest rock and roll, inspired by the late, great Tom Petty, to heart on his sleeves craftsmanship, creating an immediate bond with the listener. I can only assume that if that's been true of our conversation today, that there's that immediate sense of being bonded to your story because I can connect to it so personally myself. Mm. It's going to be all the more true for people who are experiencing your music and especially experiencing you live. And I'm assuming you're on the road as much as ever in 2020. Is that right? Oh, yeah. I, I, I definitely am. Amazing. Mm -hmm. So for people who want to see you live, who want to check out the album, what are the best ways to stay in touch? Uh, the best ways to stay in touch when it comes to touring, that would just be going to our website, checking out dates. I believe that it's operated by a company called Bands in Town. Yep. Yep. And they can enter the info, that kind of thing. Awesome. Um, of course, I'm on Facebook and Instagram and I keep people up to date on there. And yeah. Is it John Tibbs or John Tibbs Music? Oh, that's a good question. On Instagram and our our URL is John Tibbs Music. On Excellent. Facebook, it's just John Tibbs. That's great, man. We're so excited to to introduce you to so many of our listeners and patrons yeah, out you. there. And we'll be rallying around Wilder Years, not just on the week of it releasing, which is when this episode is going to come out, <laughs> but for months to come, especially as we rally around you live and, and see on tour. Thanks. Any particular tours you're excited about right now? Anybody you're, you're going to be on the road with? Oh, man. So I am honestly gone a ton and it's like a little bit of everything. Cool, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, in particular, all of March and April, I'm going to be out on tour with a band called I Am They, and mm -hmm. they're amazing. We're doing about two dozen dates. Yeah. Going from Minnesota to Texas to New York to Georgia, I believe. And yeah. So if you're in the area, please come on out. It's amazing. Well, John Tibbs, it's been a privilege until our next. Thanks, man. Appreciate it so much. Peace. Say what you're thinking, it's okay to cry. It ain't easy loving, but it's worth the fight. When I look into your eyes, I feel me coming alive. You're my Midwest magic, ooh, that American smile, stronger than the All right, all you beautiful people, as always, thanks for being a part of this movement, for being a part of this family, for tuning into the podcast, for subscribing as patrons. And again, 
to a handful of you right now. We cannot thank you enough for competing in the 2020 contest. All right, when we launched this thing within the first 48 hours back in late February, we had 62 people signed up, okay? We've only grown since then. We've got countless more who have said, I want to compete for the free trip to Nashville. I want to compete for the autographed vinyl from Scott Mulvihill. And it's also a really, really fun way to invite people into love good, but more specifically to invite people into this way of beauty, right? This way of encountering beauty through music, through books, through art, and ultimately for inviting people into relationship with the author of all that beauty, who is God himself. So once again, if you haven't been to lovegoodcontest.com, today's your day. It's never too late to get signed up for this contest. You could sign up on the very last day of March, but you really owe it to yourself to sign up now so that you can maximize your chances of winning one of the big prizes. It just means you got more time to do what you need to do to get your people on board. So again, check out lovegoodcontest.com. Make sure you go and stream John Tibbs' brand new album, Wilder Years. And next week, I'm super pleased to say that we're finally having back one of our regular contributors, Father Ryan Adorjan. We've not had him on since late January. So Get pumped. He's one of the funniest I know and also wisest. You guys are amazing. Hope you have a great, great rest of your week. We'll see you soon. Peace. Thanks for tuning in to the Love Good Podcast. Tell your friends all about us. Follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and join our movement today by subscribing as a patron at joinlovegood.com. Start enjoying our exclusive content and seasonal packages that will raise your standard for music, books, and art and inspire you to build a better culture. We can't wait to accompany you as you change the world.